all of these things are about building relationships. And if you can connect with people and build relationships, you can go to a golf tournament or you can go to a wine event or whatever um, and just be confident in who you are and what you're there to do. Welcome to SSR On Air. I'm Mike Rogers, your host for this monthly podcast brought to you by Smith Seckman Reed. Tune in as I interview leaders, colleagues, and clients about what is going on internally at SSR and in the larger engineering community. March is Women's History Month. We're going to take a different approach to our podcast this month, and we've invited uh, some of our female colleagues from across SSR to sit down and talk about their experiences in the industry and share what's present on their mind. Join us for this two-part series and take it away, ladies. Hi, I'm Laura Ludwig. I am a principal with Smith Seckman Reed in the Chicago office, working primarily in the commissioning group. I'm Anna Heyman with SSR. Um, I'm a technology consultant in our technology group. Uh, I work in the Nashville office and I have been with SSR for about seven years. Hi, I'm Carly Fant. I am a business development specialist with SSR. I've been with you guys six years now in May. Um, I work out of the, the Tampa office, but I'm really everywhere these days, so. I'm Hannah Walter. I work in the Nashville office. I work on the sustainability team. Um, I do energy modeling and green building certifications, uh, well building certifications, lots of things like that. Um, and I've been with SSR for 15 years. Hi, my name is Kristen Altum. I am from our Memphis office. I'm a structural engineer and project manager for our industrial and infrastructure groups. And I've been with SSR for about six years coming up this, this spring, summer. Cool. <laughs> so should we just start with one of our questions? Yeah. You want to read one, Carly? Sure. Okay. Okay, so why and how, how did you get into the role you're in? Hannah, do you want to start? So I started here as a co-op and was a mechanical designer and then hired out of school and then became um, an EIT and then got my PE and then um, there was an opening. So this was around 08, 09 when the industry showed, slowed down and so some of our teams were a little slower than others but the commissioning team was doing really, really well. So um, there was opening to start more energy modeling and the sustainability group had just kind of started. And um, so I interviewed for that and became an energy modeler and then have been on the sustainability side ever since. I started out as an intern in college and I, I've always been with SSR too, still loving it. Um, and I came after college to our Memphis office and in Memphis, we do a really good job of making our EITs do everything. So you don't get to do just one thing that you think you want to do when you're out of school. You have to try it all, which is a blessing and a curse at the same time. And so through that, I got to try everything and I settled on structural because I love the problems. I love the complexity. And then as we went a little bit further, I realized that I really like our industrial clients. So that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing. And now I've started to do some project management for our industrial team and our structural team. We have a lot of crossover. Mm -hmm. So, nice. Cool. What about Laura? You want to go next? I got into the commissioning group um, 
through uh, an SSR employee uh, was wanting to do a joint venture with a woman-owned business. So I worked for a firm in Chicago for a woman-owned business, and uh, SSR was just getting started on the commissioning group and uh, wanted to get into the Chicago market. And so um, that's that's how I got started 15 years ago with Mike Coyne and Rusty Ross and uh, Jim Seckel, and uh, haven't looked back. Now I'm a direct employee for SSR, so it's been uh, it's been very good. Very cool. I have um, maybe a different background. I um, studied business in college. Um, I have a degree in logistics and process improvement, and I have a friend now, coworker, that said, hey, you should consider doing project management. Uh, we could use somebody with some different skills that look at process improvement. I think you would like the work. And so um, I looked into it, talked to Ray Tucker, and he hired me and um, never really looked back. I've really enjoyed working on our technology team, getting to learn a lot and grow a lot. Um, did not anticipate myself doing this at all, but um, it's really enjoyable work. So here I am. That's amazing. For me, I mean, it really was by accident. <laughs> so a hope and a prayer in my accident. So before I started SSR six years ago, I was working for a game company. It was really random. We were selling tabletop miniatures where it's called Warhammer, so it's like Dungeons and Dragons. And if you guys know me, that's not my, <laughs> not my go-to. But I was selling the retail rack to um, stores. And so I was living in Memphis, actually, yeah. and I was like, I gotta get out of there, I gotta get out of the job. And I just applied, applied, applied. And then I interviewed and at SSR. My interview was four hours long, eight different people. Jesus. It was like wow. a constant rotation. Oh. <laughs> and I was, I, before I went there, I was like, there's no way I'm getting this job. <laughs> there's no way. And then Clay Seckman, in the very last interview, he, or he was the last person to come back in, and he was like, I can't teach you what you have. He was like, I can't teach you that, but I can teach you engineering. And so for the past six years, he's literally, literally been doing just that for me, which is great because I knew nothing about this field. And so got into it six years ago. I still love it. Every day seems different, which is exciting, but it's, I'm looking forward to what's coming next for sure. My experience too, kind of going off what both you guys have said is <clears throat> kind of getting to pursue the things you're interested in as well as sometimes jumping into things and not really knowing what you're doing. And so I've had a really good experience at SSR and specifically with different women on our team kind of taking me under their wing and teaching me what how things work and what's normal and how to do things and kind of just um helping me grow into a better professional when i was in college because I, I was an engineering major went to a, basically an engineering school so you know male to female was seven to one wow so yeah in 1980 uh it was uh probably about 12 to one you know, and and it and it was kind. It's kind of crazy because, um, actually, my freshman year there was a lot more uh, ladies enrolled at Rolla, uh, and then um, by the time we graduated, uh, a lot of folks just changed careers because uh, we really didn't have very many people tell us what it was to what like what the job was. I mean, no one ever said, this is what you'll be doing. I never, ever knew that. And, uh, you know, you graduate and then you get the job and you're like going, oh, well, this is actually kind of fun. And um, you do use your degree to some extent, but, you know, a lot of times it's just, you know, having a work ethic and getting in there and, you know, uh, you can figure it out. I mean, you're smart enough to figure it out. But, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's been amazing. I wish there were more uh, ladies in our field. I truly do, because um, I really do think they're missing out um, in 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 the work. Um, but yeah, to this day, when I'm going to project meetings uh, in mechanical engineering and that sort of thing, I'm I'm still pretty much a minority. Um, but it's okay. I like guys. Yeah, <laughs> I've grown up with it. That's normal. If yeah. I went into a, like, I think there was one. I had one project or potential project that we had started, and it was a woman CEO who had hired a woman project architect, and she'd made a point to hire women. And we had a project meeting that was basically all women, and it was one of the most fun things I've ever done. (laughs) And unfortunately, that project didn't move forward because of funding, but it was really unique and fun because I think, you know, at that meeting, there was just a more relaxed atmosphere that yeah. just felt natural. Like you didn't have to have all these guards up about what other people are saying in the room and how they're saying it and maybe even the jokes that they're making or the references that they're making or their attitudes or the things that they're talking about over the weekend. And it's just like, it was just, and that doesn't happen a lot or all the time, but it's like, when you walked into the room, you didn't even have to worry about that. That wasn't even a consideration that you had to have in your head, which was, yeah, really unique. You know, Kristen, I don't know if you if you were around or not, and I and I want to say it was in the Memphis office, um, but we did a job for a, an all girls school. Yes, and it was yeah, and yeah. that was so cool. And it was an all girl, all female, architect, engineering all of that uh, yep. for the team, and, and SSR was on that. That was my one meeting yeah. of all females, and that was, I actually went to high school there, and so oh, wow. we went there, and there was, like she said, an all-female team, and it was really unique. Unfortunately, it didn't go forward either, but it was one of those really cool experiences that's just different, because I'm, I'm unfamiliar, you know, an industrial, I'm usually the only female around, so, I mean, I like it, it's fun, but... That was a really cool project. Whenever I'm in a project meeting where there is a another woman main PM architect, or it's just it's really nice. It's just really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so what's what's different to you about that? I think it's the comfort level, okay. the inherent comfort level that you're just like you don't have to. You can just be you. You okay. don't have to like subconsciously try to do or speak any other particular way, I think. Interesting. I think it feels like you have an ally. Yeah. Even if you've mm-hmm. never met that person, you just kind of feel like that person is an ally for you in the room. Yeah. Like it's they're gonna if you can't speak up, they'll speak up for you, even if they don't even know you, which is nice. Yeah. I think we sometimes think that uh, some of our comments are gonna be held against us in terms of our capability, our technical capability, and they're totally different. It's like uh, you might be socialized in a way growing up, you know, uh, and I think everybody brings the, the differences is that our, everybody has a different social upbringing. You know, we all went to the same classes when it came to the technical stuff. We know that. But, you know, my experiences are different than Carly's just simply from where she lived and the time she grew up, you know, so my social experiences are okay well i played the piano and had recitals so i got accustomed to doing performances 
you know, where somebody may not have done that. And so they feel uncomfortable. Uh, or I was um, working at a, um, a, a counter, you know, serving up ice cream and coffee in the morning. And so I had to be I had to be inherently pleasant every day <laughs> to get paid, you know. Yes. And so it's all those social things. Time, the stuff you do with your time off, I think, is what makes everybody different. And for the most part, I think women kind of do some things that maybe men don't, you know? And so one of the social groups I joined uh, is um, a golf group, all women. Because when I first started, I gotta tell you, I tried to be one of the guys and I'm not, and it just didn't work, you know? And I, and I would be kind of stressed about it. And so the more women that come around and they all are okay with you being okay, you know, okay, saying, "Hey, I want to. I don't really want to go to a golf tournament. I'd rather go to um, a performance, you know, as a, as a company outing, you know." And everybody be like, "Going, why would you want to go to a performance? Don't you want to?" Do you want to go to a sporting event? No, I don't. I don't really. Thanks, but no. <laughs> is there food? Maybe. Yeah. Is there food? And is there an open bar? <laughs> then maybe. If so. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No kidding. And you know what, though, guys? There are a lot of guys that don't actually like going to those either, you know? And so I think that's kind of the nice thing about the diversity of having different people in the groups now is that you don't have to conform to be, you know, what everybody thinks you should be. So anyway, I joined this golf group and um, everybody was so nervous about being bad. And quite frankly, a lot of us are. But what I learned when I'd go and play golf is there were guys that were really bad and it was okay and nobody really cared. And it was like, why did I miss out on all this? Because they're not all, you know, caught up in being perfect or competitive. Let's just get out here and have some fun. So. Well, in the same vein, in college, I took a golf class because I thought I need to know how to play golf if I'm going to have any job anywhere, which is totally not true. But um, I did not learn golf, and I'm not good at golf. But what I have learned is all of these things are about building relationships. And if you can connect with people and build relationships, you can go to a golf tournament or you can go to a wine event or whatever um, and just be confident in who you are and what you're there to do. Thanks for joining us for this episode of SSR On Air. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also connect with us on social media. Links to everything can be found in the show's notes. Take care, everyone. See you next time.